This is a podcast from the Irish to the rescue, the tercentenary of the Polish princess Clementina's escape. This seminar was organized on the occasion of the tercentenary of the rescue of the Polish princess Maria Clementina Sobieska from captivity in Innsbruck in April 1719 by a small group of Irish and French people in a most dramatic fashion. The event took place in Europe House in Dublin on the 30th of April 2019 and was generously sponsored by the Embassy of the Republic of Poland in Dublin, the Embassy of France in Ireland, the Alliance Française Dublin, Rathmines College of Further Education, the Technological University of Dublin and Dublin City Council. In this episode, a recording of a paper by Professor Edward Corp from the University of Toulouse. His paper was entitled Clementina Sobieska at the Jacobite Court, a Catholic queen confronted by her husband's Protestant favourites. The marriage of Clementina Sobieska with the exiled King James III produced, as we know, two Stuart princes, Charles, Prince of Wales, the future Bonnie Prince Charlie, and Henry, Duke of York, the future Cardinal York. In all other respects, it was a complete failure. And in January 1726, a little over six years after her wedding, Clementina informed her father that for the last six years she had been neglected and scorned and had suffered a kind of living death. My aim today is to examine why this was the case and why her marriage was such a failure. To understand what went wrong, we need to know about the leading personalities at the exile court when the marriage was negotiated in 1718. And in particular, we need to examine the frame of mind of James III himself. Until we've done that, we cannot begin to understand the predicament which Clementina faced when she joined the Stuart Court in Rome. By 1718, James had suffered a series of terrible disappointments. A planned Jacobite invasion of Scotland had failed. His expectation of succeeding his half-sister Anne when she died had come to nothing. The Jacobite risings in Scotland and northern England had been defeated. He'd been forced to leave both Lorraine and Avignon and take refuge in the Papal States because the French court had withdrawn its support after the death of Louis XIV. And he was living in a relatively remote city of Urbino, feeling cut off from direct contact with any princes in Europe who were prepared to support him, as well as with the Jacobites in his three kingdoms. In brief, he was emotionally very vulnerable. Now, he'd been brought up in France, surrounded by ministers and advisers much older than himself, most of whom were English Catholics who had no recent experience of living in England. In 1716, however, his court was joined by several Scottish Protestants who had lived all their lives in England and Scotland and England, and some of whom were his own age. Two years later, when he was at Urbino, he turned against his French background and developed a friendship with three of these new Scottish Protestant Jacobite exiles. They were John Hay, a son of the Earl of Kinul, Hay's wife Marjorie, and Marjorie's brother James Murray, a son of Viscount Stormont. 
As the weeks and months went by, these three Protestants gradually established a virtual domination over the mind of the vulnerable Catholic king. So that by the end of that year, the other Jacobite courtiers felt that John and Marjorie Hay and James Murray monopolized the king's favor and could do no wrong in his opinion. Yet James needed, for dynastic reasons, to get married. And the arrival of a new queen was likely to threaten the recently acquired dominant position of the three favorites, particularly as the queen would be Catholic and they were Protestant. Moreover, James was 30 years old and a strong-willed adult lady would probably attempt to reduce their influence. So, from their point of view, an inexperienced 16-year-old girl who spoke no English was an ideal choice, and they naturally encouraged James to accept the recommendation of Charles Wogan that he should select Clementina Sobieska. From the very beginning, it was arranged that Clementina would be confronted by the three Protestant favorites. The details of the marriage contract were handled by James Murray in negotiation with her father at Olau in Silesia. Then John Hay was sent to accompany Clementina from Silesia to Ferrara, where she would be met by Murray and his sister Marjorie. In the event that the king should be unable to travel to Ferrara, Murray was given a warrant to marry Clementina on his behalf by proxy. Even before her marriage took place, therefore, it was intended that the 16-year-old Catholic Clementina should be managed by her future husband's three Protestant favorites. Well, as we know, the marriage at Ferrara did not take place as planned in October 1718, and Clementina didn't meet and marry King James until the beginning of September 1719. What happened during those ten and a half months made Clementina's future prospects even worse. James travelled to Spain at the beginning of 1719 with Hay, hoping to join a Spanish fleet being sent to invade England. When the fleet was destroyed by a storm, James and Hay lived together for three months in a small and remote Galician town before returning to Italy to meet Clementina. This bonding experience brought the two men even closer together and made them completely inseparable friends. The result was that Clementina would never be able to come between them. Hay's influence with the king was to be disastrous for her future happiness. During the king's absence, the Jacobite court, which had left Urbino for Rome, was placed under the control of Murray, who then behaved in an arrogant and rude manner toward the Jacobite courtiers and succeeded in alienating virtually all of them. When they complained, the king regarded their criticisms as threatening to undermine his own authority, so he gave Murray his full support, encouraged by Hay. 
One of the chief complaints against Murray was the way he had been treating Queen Clementina, whom he had married by proxy at Bologna on the 9th of May, with his sister Marjorie Hay as the only Jacobite lady or gentleman in attendance. This gave Murray an inflated sense of his own importance and made him even more arrogant and overbearing. When Clementina arrived in Rome a week later and was given temporary accommodation by the Pope in the Ursuline convent, Murray refused to allow any of the other Jacobite courtiers to meet her for three whole months, with the obvious exception, of course, of his own sister. Eventually, a few weeks after her 17th birthday, and with the support of some of the cardinals, she insisted on receiving a visit from some of the senior Jacobites and demanded to see the palace which had been made available for her husband by the Pope. Murray had no option but to give way, but he planned his revenge. Clementina had arrived in Rome with three gentlemen and three ladies from Silesia. Murray responded to his setback by advising King James that all six of them should be sent back to Silesia so that his sister Marjorie Hay could be Clementina's only attendant. James and John Hay agreed to this suggestion, allowing only one of the gentlemen to remain with her as her valet. Clementina privately told Charles Wogan that she was, I quote, very much disgusted with Mr. Murray and his sister, and that she was not only angry with Mr. Murray, but despised him. Clementina, of course, hoped that King James, whom she met and married formerly at Montefiascone, would take her side. But she had not counted on the influence of Hay who was determined to maintain his sway over the king and minimize her position at court. He did this in collaboration with his wife and Murray by persuading the king that Clementina, a mere 17-year-old girl, should not be given her own household. As a king living in exile, James had influence but no authority beyond his own royal palace, the Palazzo del Re, in Rome. He agreed that giving Clementina her own household would erode what little authority he still possessed. It was this decision to deny Clementina her own household, it was the cause of the eventual breakdown of the royal marriage. Now, there's no need today, and certainly no time, to summarize the sequence of events that led to the separation of James and Clementina in November 1725 to their superficial reconciliation in January 1728 or to Clementina's early death in January 1735. All that's necessary is to understand why denying Clementina uh, her own household was so important. James's own mother, that is, Mary of Modena, had had her own household, like previous English queens. This meant 
that she had selected, appointed, controlled, and dismissed her own servants, and that she had had her own apartment in the royal palace. It also meant that she had been fully responsible for the care, upbringing, and education of her son, that is, James himself, until he was seven years old. Without her own household, Clementina had no control over the choice of her servants. She had chambermaids and washerwomen chosen for her by the king, but only one lady of the bedchamber and one bedchamber woman, which were the two key points in any female royal household. The lady was, of course, Marjorie, wife of John Hay and sister of James Murray. The woman was Captain Missit's wife, Eleanor, but she was quickly dismissed by Hay and Murray and not replaced. So Clementina, although recognized in Rome as Queen of Great Britain and Ireland, could only be accompanied inside and outside the palace by Marjorie Hay, except when she was with her, her own husband. And of course, she greatly resented this. Lacking her own household also meant that she did not even have her own apartment. The royal apartments in the Palazzo del Re were described as the king's apartment, which was where James lived on the first floor, and the joint king and queen's apartment, which was where she lived on the second floor. Finally, and this is the most important of all, she was not given control over the servants looking after her son, Prince Charles. At first, of course, they were all women, selected by the king and answerable to him, though they naturally sympathised with her. When Charles was still only four years old, however, King James decided to entrust the boy to a small staff of unmarried men. They were at least all Catholic, but this was done two and a half years earlier than was normal. Moreover, they were placed under the overall um, direction of a Protestant because James wanted to emphasize his belief in religious toleration. Clementina strongly disapproved, especially because the Protestant chosen for this position was, of course, Murray. To add insult to injury, Murray had instructions from the king that Clementina should no longer be allowed to see her son privately, all meetings having to take place in the presence of Murray himself. It was this that made Clementina, who by then was a mature 23-year-old woman, no longer the little girl, feel that she had had enough. In her desperation, Clementina was bound to ask who was advising her husband to make these decisions. And the answer, of course, was Hay. Hay justified his attitude by sneeringly describing Clementina as, I quote, passion and youth engrafted by a little mean education governed by whim and fancy. Or, as Clementina complained to her father, Hay and the other two favourites constantly said that she had been given a very bad and very disgraceful education. But, 
Hay had also given Clementina the ultimate insult. He had not only had the effrontery to write a letter to her in which he accused her of only disliking his wife Marjorie because she, Clementina, believed that Marjorie was having an affair with the king, but had himself been, I quote, in a manner making love to Clementina by dumb signs and gestures as squeezing of hand and amorous looks and gestures, indicating that he had a desire to attempt her honour. No wonder Clementina wrote to her father that the three favourites had neither honour nor religion nor conscience, as well as being arrogant and insolent. By the autumn of 1725, Clementina could take no more and determined to challenge her husband publicly. She demanded that John and Marjorie Hay should be sent away from the court and that James Murray should be replaced as Prince Charles's governor by someone else who should be a Catholic. She also demanded to be given her own household so that she could select and appoint her own servants including, of course, the governor for her second son, Henry. When James refused, on the grounds that doing so would undermine his authority within the Jacobite court, Clementina made her decision to leave him and take refuge in a convent in Trastevere. The Jacobites sided almost entirely with Clementina, if only because the Hayes and Murray were so unpopular. But opinion in Rome was divided. On the one hand, the Pope and many cardinals supported Clementina because the three favourites were Protestant and they believed that Prince Charles should have a Catholic governor. On the other hand, many believed that it was proper for James to be master of his own family and that it was Clementina's duty as a wife to obey her husband. When an eventual compromise was reached, enabling Clementina to leave her convent and return to the court, it mainly reflected this second point of view. John and Marjorie Hay, realising how unpopular they were, agreed voluntarily to leave the court. The Queen was given her own household, but her servants were all selected and appointed by her husband. And Murray not only remained the governor of Prince Charles, but was also made governor of Clementina's second son, Prince Henry, when he too was only four years old. The marriage of James and Clementina never recovered, and she became a recluse within the Palazzo del Re. She devoted herself almost entirely to her Catholic religion, became, as far as we can judge, anorexic, and died when she was still only 32 years old. Living in Rome, the centre of the Catholic Church, her life was ruined by the influence of her husband's three Protestant favourites. Put another way, James was only living in exile because he refused to convert to Protestantism. But by falling under the influence of Protestants, he fatally destroyed both his chances of a successful marriage with his Catholic wife and the happiness of his two young sons. 
Clementina was beautiful and popular and full of enthusiasm when she traveled from Silesia, as we have heard, and escaped from Innsbruck to get married in Italy. Yet, within only a few months, all her enthusiasm had been crushed by her husband's favorites, who treated her with disdain, as though she were of no consequence. As she put it in one of her letters, comme si j'avais été la dernière des créatures. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Irish to the Rescue, the tercentenary of the Polish Princess Clementina's escape. If you would like to listen back to more podcasts from the seminar, please go to historyhub.ie forward slash podcasts.